1: Are you wasting the promises of God? I can tell you. There's one promise of God, and I think that's being wasted in some of you. The promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. I see that wasting because you refuse to allow the Holy Spirit full access to your life. You don't want to, you got some notion in your head that's non-biblical, but yet you read the Scriptures, and you tell me you believe the Scriptures, and you can say it there, and I can tell you, not one person who ever, 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 succeeded in ministry without the Holy Spirit.
0: All too often, believers will seek to live their lives and follow God's call in their own strength. Today, Pastor Dave will encourage you to remember you have the Holy Spirit in you who fills you, strengthens you, and equips you to do the work of God and to live rightly for Him. You simply can't do it without Him. Now here's Pastor Dave in the book of 1 Kings chapter 14 as he continues his message, God is not mocked.
1: God has a way of doing things, and as a leader of God's people, as a leader in God's church, and even in any ministry, you want to do it God's way. Even in marriage, you want to do it God's way. You want to do these things according to God's plan. It was only by grace that God allowed Jeroboam to be king of the northern tribes. God had given that to him. He was supposed to walk in the steps of David. He was supposed to keep God's commandment. He was supposed to follow the Lord and do only what was right. But he did not. He didn't do it. Look what it says. It says, Jeroboam did more evil than all who were before him. Yeah, that's a group. He did more evil than all who were before him. He provoked God to anger by making other gods for himself, molded things. And he was speaking of the two calves that he made. He cast God behind his back. He cast God behind his back. And this is, according to one commentator, this is a powerful description of intense contempt towards God. When you cast God behind your back, look what it says in Ezekiel 23, 35. Because you have forgotten me, Ezekiel is speaking, and cast me behind your back, therefore you shall bear the penalty of your lewdness and your harlotry. God speaking. Cast him behind your back. I have no need for you, God. I can do this all by myself. Wow. There's some dangerous ground there, man. There's some dangerous ground on that one. Jeroboam could have had a long-lasting dynasty. Jeroboam could have had a long-lasting dynasty, but he wasted the promise of God. He wasted the promises of God on unbelief, on idolatry, and outright rejection of what God wanted to do with his life. Now, how do I relate that to us? Are you wasting the promises of God? Are you wasting the promises of God? I can tell you. There's one promise of God, and I think that's being wasted in some of you. The promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. I see that wasting because you refuse to allow the Holy Spirit full access to your life. You don't want to, you got some notion in your head that's non-biblical. But yet you read the Scriptures, and you tell me you believe the Scriptures, and you can say it there. And I can tell you, not one person who ever, 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 ever succeeded in ministry without the Holy Spirit. It's not going to happen. You having trouble in your Christian walk? Where's the Holy Spirit in your life? The Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, who will come in and lead you into all truth, who will give you all strength, who will conform you into the image of Jesus Christ, who will do all sorts of things in your life if you would allow him to. There's a submission there. There's a submission there. Jesus is in heaven, praise God. He ascended the throne. Praise God he's there making intercession for us. Hallelujah. God has always been in heaven. God the Father. The agent of the Godhead here on earth today is the Holy Spirit. But we've rejected him. We've rejected him. We've said, no, I don't want him. When you say that, you're saying no to God. You're rejecting God. But I don't understand it. You're wasting the promises that God has wants to give you and flow out on you. When Jesus spoke at the tabernacles, he says, if anybody believes to be out of him, will flow torrents of living water, speaking of the Holy Spirit. Torrents of living water. What does that look like? I don't know, but it sounds like a lot of water. It sounds like a lot of water. What does water always represent? Life. It represents life. Out of him will flow all this life will come out of him as he speaks these words. So what does the prophet do? He says, Jeroboam, you could have had this, but now you have to have this. And he pronounces judgment on the house of Jeroboam. What could have been Jeroboam is now in ashes and tears because God's a just God. God's a righteous God. And God has now to act according to his righteousness and according to his justice. Look at 10 through 16. Therefore, behold, I will bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam and will cut off from Jeroboam every male in Israel, bond and free. I will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam as one takes away refuge until it's all gone. The dog shall eat whoever belongs to Jeroboam in the dyes of the city. The birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field. So the Lord has spoken. Arise, therefore, go to your own house. And when your feet enter the city, the child will die. And all of Israel shall mourn for him and bury him for he is the only one of Jeroboam who shall come to the grave because in him there is found something good toward the Lord God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, the Lord will raise up for himself a king over Israel who shall cut off the house of Jeroboam. This is the day. What even now? For the Lord will strike Israel as a reed is shaken in the water. He will uproot Israel from his good land which he gave to their fathers and will scatter them beyond the river because they have made their wooden images provoking the Lord to anger and he will give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam who sinned and who made Israel sin. Wow. That's quite a pronouncement of judgment. I will bring disaster upon his house. After telling Jeroboam's wife what could have been, the prophet tells her what will come to pass immediately and what will come to pass In the future, the bad news is immediately the child would die. That's tragic news. Yet his death is going to demonstrate mercy. Because at least he's going to be buried in honor and he's going to be probably mourned. And and this great judgment is coming on the house of Burmoma. But this young child is spared. And you know what I read in this? I reach an age of accountability here. I read a fact that young children who are born are going to be saved until they reach the age of accountability. Young children who die are going to be saved until they reach an age of accountability. That's what I'm reading here. This young child is going to be saved. He says, you're going to be saved from all this. He's the only one. He's the only one. Son's going to be blessed at his death. God's going to spare the child of all the suffering that's going to come ahead, all the suffering that's coming down the pike. I love that. I really like that. This future judgment that he's projecting happens some 300 years from this time. Some 300 years. The prophet foretells of a time when when kings would be assassinated, people would die, and Jeroboam's family would be wiped completely out. God knew that the root of Jeroboam apostasy will eventually turn into bitterness and the nation will go into exile, so God had to pull the root out. He had to exterminate the root, and the root was Jeroboam. The root was Jeroboam. And he looks ahead and he fails to tell that the entire northern kingdom is going to be defeated by an army and they're going to be scattered among the nations. Check your history books. And go to 2 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles, read in 772 BC. This exact thing happens. This exact thing happens. And even though the northern kingdom had a new religious system, even though they had their their own religious system, you can say, well, we made up our own religious system, and we're not following you, God. Er, Wrong answer. They were still under, not under the Abrahamic covenant, but they were under the Mosaic covenant of the law. They were still under that law, and God was going to hold them responsible for it. Disobedience to the law would bring a military feat and national disgrace. Why? Because of the sins of their king, wow, that's scary. The sins of their king, he caused Israel to sin greatly in the eyes of the Lord. That's a scary thought. 17 and 18 says, Then Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tirsa. When she came to the threshold of the house, the child died. And they buried him, and all Israel mourned for him according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through his servant Ahijah the prophet. 19 and 20 says, Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he made war and how he reigned, indeed are they written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. The period of Jeroboam's reign was 22 years, so he rested with his father, and Nadab his son reigned in his place. So while all this was happening in the kingdom of the north, everything was jolly and great down in the south. Mm, hold that thought. Not 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 so good. Remember the last time we saw Rehoboam, who was Solomon's son? He had caused this great division in the in the nation, and the people were cutting to come against him, and he was he was having some problems, and we pick up his plate here. Let's read the rest of the chapter. And Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he came to become king. He reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Namah and Ammonitus. Now Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they committed more than all their fathers had done. That sound familiar? Jeroboam sinned more than anybody else, and here you have Judah, the nation, sinning more than all their fathers had done. So there's a pattern here. For they also built for themselves high places, sacred pillars, and wooden images on every high hill and under every green tree. And there were also perverted persons in the land. They did according to all the abominations of the nations, which the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. And it happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. And he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord, the treasures of the king's house. He took away everything. He also took away the gold shields which Solomon had made. Then King Rehoboam made bronze shields in their place and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. And whenever the king entered the house of the Lord, the guards carried them and he brought them back into the guard room. Now the rest of the acts of Rehoboam and all he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. So Rehoboam rested with his father's then was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His mother's name was the mom, and Ammonites. Then Abijam, his son, reigned in his place. So all this was happening in the um, south was just as bad as what was happening in the north, maybe even worse. Here you have God's favorite place. Here you have a place where, where God has, has blessed and kept it there for the sake of David Here you have all this apostasy going on here. They they provoke God to jealousy. Why? Because of the sin of idolatry. Why can't these people just worship one God? They shall love the Lord your God only. Thou shalt not make any graven images. Commandment number two. Come on. And here they are. They're doing all these crazy things. Israel turned her back on God. And now... Judah also was turning their back on God, a God who loved them, a God who redeemed them. But they were like an unfaithful spouse. They were committing spiritual adultery. Spiritual adultery was being committed with these idols. They said there was perverted persons in the land. And what they were describing here were prostitutes associated with the worships of idol. You know, you had in Paul's day, you had Ephesus, The great city of Ephesus. In the center of Ephesus was this huge temple to to the goddess Diana. What was she the goddess of? Sex. She was a sex god. And there must have been around her, they estimate, there was about a thousand prostitutes that surrounded the temple. They were prostitutes. They were giving themselves away in the name of Diana. This is an abomination to the Lord. There were men there giving themselves away. This is an abomination to the Lord, and that's what it says. Look at the depravity. They're they're taking what they knew of the Canaanite nations, and they're drawing them in. This is horrid. No wonder God is not happy with them. No wonder things befall them. Look what they're doing. It was in the fifth year of King Rehoboam's reign. This wasn't far after David died. His fifth year. This wasn't very far after David died. that, That This enemy comes in. His enemy comes in and basically ransacks the place. Takes all the gold, all the treasures that were stored up. Solomon worked. I mean, you know, we complained about Solomon gathering materials. And we talked about that and all the gold that he constantly gathered. Well, this guy comes in from Egypt, but he takes it all. He takes it all. Now, how did he get in? What did they do? Just, oh, yeah, here's our gold. Take it. Well, I think what happens is, you know, Solomon was boasting about all his gold and showing all these people, and they were getting ideas. And then they come up against gets his son, who happened to be a little weak, and he allowed them to do it. So what does he do? Well, we're going to replace these gold shields with bronze. Could anybody tell me what bronze represents in Scripture? God. Judgment. Sin. Judgment. Yeah, absolutely. So they're carrying around sin shields. <laughs> they're carrying around these bronze shields that represent sin, that represent God's judgment. And that's what's happening here. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. This guy, Shishak, came against Jerusalem. And if you look at 2 Chronicles, and you look at the archaeology, you can find all the accounts there. The attack succeeded because Rehoboam didn't establish himself. He didn't, he didn't gain control of his people. He forsook the law of the Lord, and he went the way that Israel was going. You look at 2 Chronicles 12 too. This guy takes all the houses away. My goodness, Solomon made so many shields, 500 shields, 200 large, 300 small. These are great display. I can imagine what the house of the Lord looked like with all these shields all around, all around them. But they were gone, gone. And he makes these bronze shields. The dynasty of David, think about it. The dynasty of David at one time had more gold than any other kingdom in the entire world. Went from gold to bronze Bronze and alloy, it takes two things to make bronze. It's an alloy, copper and tin, I think. I know it's copper and something else. I think it's tin, maybe zinc. I can't remember. Brass and bronze, I get them confused. But they both mean judgment. They're both sad, very sad. They replaced them. Is the gold gone from your life? That gold which God had given you, that glorious gold, Gold that God has given you, has it turned to bronze? Have you replaced it with bronze? No, get back to the golden days. Get back to the golden days when you were with the Lord and he was impressing your heart and touching you in so many ways. Get back to those golden times when God was so pure. Stop trying to make everything up in the flesh. Let God be God. Let God do what he wants to do in your life and say, yes, Lord, thank you and move on. Return to the Lord, because where are our riches anyhow? Read the Bible. They are in Christ Jesus. We have more riches than we can ever know what to do with them in Christ Jesus. But yet we piddle around with bronze and piddle around with brass and all these things of judgment and sin. When God has given us all these things for life and godliness, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added. The things that we need. Don't make false things. Don't make fake things and put them in front of God like Rehoboam did, like Jeroboam did. Return to the Lord with all your heart. Remember, the scripture said, like David, who followed the Lord with his heart, with his heart. Your heart should be open to the Lord. Jeroboam dies. He's done. Second Chronicles summarizes his life like this. And he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. Right there. 2 Chronicles 12, 14. This speaks of a lack of personal relationship. None of these guys had a personal relationship with God. There was a war constantly, the entire days of their life. But Rehoboam was a tyrant. He started out bad, and he didn't humble himself towards God. Jeroboam was a populist who stated, there was a great promise, but ended terribly. And those who came after these guys aren't much better. They're, they're not much better. Nobody could sin like Jeroboam. During his 22-year reign of Israel, he led his family and nation into ruin. And soon, they would not even be able to identify the ten tribes. The tribes would be so scattered, so messed up, so dispersed, that they wouldn't be able to gather them. So what did I get from this? What did I get from this? What did the Lord show me? He showed me Psalm thirty-three, twelve: Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord whose God is the Lord. And listen to this quote from Thomas Jefferson in 1781. Thomas Jefferson said, Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. Thomas Jefferson said that. He trembled when he thought of God's justice. He trembled when he thought of God's righteousness because time after time after time again, we see that in God's word. We see that in the Bible where God says, enough is enough. I've had it. You've done it too much, too long, and I must act righteously, and I must act in justice. You've killed too many babies in the United States. You've put too many babies in ovens. You've killed too many babies. You've done too many abominable things. You've done too much. Right is now wrong, and wrong is right. And I've had it. And you will be judged. In these end times, the love of many will grow cold. The love will go cold. And there won't be love anymore. And we see that happening all over our nation. The Christian is growing cold. The Christian no longer stands up for righteousness. The Christian is afraid to say he's a Christian. The Christian is afraid because he'll be put down, he'll be spat upon, he'll be looked at wrongly. The Christian is afraid to say, that's wrong. And God is saying, I want somebody to stand up for me. I want someone to stand up for me. What does the scripture say in Chronicles? The Lord is looking to and fro throughout the land. He's looking to and fro throughout the land for a heart that he can show himself strong on his behalf. All God is looking for is one heart, one lousy heart that he can show himself strong on, and he'll do the rest. He's looking for that heart, that one heart. Every revival that ever happened in the world, in the entire world, started with one heart. One heart turned towards God. One heart praying consistently for a revival, praying that God would do something, and God did it on behalf of that one heart. In each revival, go back and read about the revivals. There have been some fantastic revivals throughout the world, even one in Atlantic City. Read them up. God's looking. Is it your heart? I pray it is. It could be the heart of this church. It could be the heart of this church as we offer ourselves up and say, Lord, please, we want to intercess on behalf of our country. From what we see, our country is going down the tubes. Europe is already calling us post christian Post means it's gone. Christianity no longer exists. This is what happens when we don't follow the Lord. We have a perfect example in Rehoboam and in Jeroboam. Perfect examples of what happens when we don't follow the Lord. number one as individuals. And also collectively. It could happen to a church. It could certainly happen to a nation because we've seen it with our own eyes in God's word. And it can happen to an individual life. But I know our God is gracious. And I know, praise God, He is long suffering. But just how long will He suffer, I don't know. I don't know. But soon, somebody's going to have to pay the piper. You are sure.
0: This has been another edition of A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave. Thanks for tuning in. Throughout the book of First Kings, we read about rulers who had victories and rulers who failed miserably. King Solomon, known as the wisest king, made his own fair share of mistakes in his life. In fact, in his later years, he began to put his faith in wealth and women rather than wisdom of the Lord. How often do we do that? How often do we put our faith in the worldly things rather than in the Word of God? If you have some questions about what you heard today, we'd be happy to try to answer these questions or pray with you about what's weighing on your heart. Please don't hesitate to call us at 609-884-5821. Again, that number is 609-884-5821. Keep looking to Scripture for answers and know that we care about the journey you're on. We're so glad you tuned in to Assure Hope today. You can hear more messages like this one from Pastor Dave at our website. Just click on the Messages tab when you visit AssureHopeRadio.com. We'd love to meet you, too. Each Sunday, we gather at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m., and you can find directions and more about Calvary Chapel Cape May by visiting AssureHopeRadio.com. You'll also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Links for both are at AsureHopeRadio.com. There's more to learn from the book of First Kings next time, so be sure to join us again right here on Asure Hope.